Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to Off the Bench Summer Edition. All the big news and views from sport. Hello, welcome to it. It has been a magnificent. Is that right? Magnificent? Mm-hmm. Magnific. Oh, it doesn't matter. A big week in sport, hasn't it, Scotty Sutton? Massive, huge week, and we've had a great week uh, when it comes to sports day as well. With the the guests we've had throughout the week, uh, we've had a um, a tremendous administrator in rugby league join us. We've got Gus Gould, current rugby league. Ford, State well, of Origin well, player. So tell us who it is because they're coming up in the show today. Oh, okay. We, we're playing them today. We are playing Okay, Shane today. Richardson, the new interim CEO of the West Tigers, yep. was on the show Wednesday night. He was outstanding. Well, that, for those who may have been away, mm. asleep, whatever, too busy to care, the whole West Tigers board was stood down by one person. Uh, and uh, Richo has now stepped in, Shane yes. Richardson, as the interim CEO uh, Barry O'Farrell, former New South Wales Premier, is now the interim chairman. I want to know whether Shane Richardson voted for Barry O'Farrell when he was running for Premier. Of course he had. Okay. He did. Yep. He did. Um, we spoke to Shane Richardson on Wednesday night, and he, he dropped a bombshell on us um, straight away. We're chatting to Shane Richardson on Sports Day, the interim I'll, seat. I'll, give you, I'll give you an exclusive this afternoon, too. Here's an exclusive for you. We'll take We've it. We've actually withdrawn our offer. We've withdrawn our offer from Adam Fanua Blake. Okay, and, and, and why is that, Richo? Is that just based on the salary cap or is it more a bit of a research around the player? No, I know he's a great player. He's one of the top three front rowers of the game. But, mate, you know, you know, we've got a really good – our forward pack's really strong and we can add for that through our young players coming through. And we need flexibility in our cap to be able to do things that we need to do to make us stronger now. Yeah, you'll hear that full chat with Richo coming up. Uh, very shortly. Also, Souths and Maroons for Jai Arrow, uh, who's filthy. Campbell Graham got the call up to Vegas. Mm, I know. He's a little bit concerned about some of his teammates who may get lost in Vegas in round zero, round one next year as well. So he'll tell us who he's most concerned about. He's a, uh, yeah, yeah, very interesting. Although I can see it. Can you? I can see it, yeah. Uh, but uh, you get three burning questions as well. Sats came up with an interesting Dalian medal point system idea. I don't know where – are you on the Susie Wongs or what? Uh, but before we go any further, Satsy, uh, we've got to do the dig. This is where <laughs> we do a segment thanks to Sherlock uh, Wilbarrows. View the range at sherlocklastlonger.com.au. What are we having a dig at I've got this a couple week? of real quick digs. Go for it. First one is uh, whether men or whether women who stand in the... What is that? The cyclone-like conditions to do a cross. To the, we to the we get it. It's yeah. raining. We get it. And you're telling everyone to stay inside. Yeah. But you're outside. I but know. Anyway, the other one is... Oh, to, can I just add to that? Yeah. I loved the uh, residents of Cooktown when they were asked by the journalists, because obviously we're referencing the, the cyclone Jasper... Um, and they just said, it's just, mate, it's summer in far North, North Queensland. Queensland. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just called rain. 
now I'm always I've always been a, a um, protector of Nick Kyrgios. I don't mind him. I like how colourful he is and how much of a character what? he is. But I'm having a dig at him because he was interviewed in the Athletic, and he said, oh, "I've watched Boris Becker. I, I, I'm not saying they weren't good in their time, but to say that they would be just as good now, well, that's absurd." Come on, that's ridiculous. Yeah, now, did he really? Yeah, Boris Becker's just come out and just said, yeah, for more Who's or less. Who's Nick Kyrgios? Words to the effect of, for a guy who talks a lot about tennis, how about you play it? <laughs> so, Well, he's not. Yeah. He's, he's withdrawn from the Australian Open, hasn't yep. he? Mm. Uh, I've got no doubt Channel 9 are absolutely fuming about that. You know what I'm, I'm having a dig at? What? Millennials and Gen Z. How do they talk? Oh, really? oh I don't know what to order. That's how they talk. <laughs> so what's this about? Well, they get anxious and anxiety. Is this a survey? When, when looking, yeah, it's a survey that's come out of the UK where they get anxious about picking a meal. Off a menu? Off a menu. Oh. I get anxious that I can't order three of them. Three <laughs> three meals on the menu. I get anxious. anxious. Daddy Vass. <laughs> Daddy Vass gets anxious apparently. He does. He goes, oh, look at all the pictures and all oh, the missos looking over my oh. shoulder and all that. Just get her to order her own. Just shut up. <laughs> Mate, you just go a steak. With some chips and veg, yep. gravy, and a garlic bread. Mm. Done deal. Uh, that is the dig this week from the job site to your backyard. Lighten the load with Sherlock. Available Bunnings Warehouse. Uh, this is off the bench, as I say. Big show coming up. Let's kick it off, Sats, with none other than the big guy, Shane Richardson. I've been in rugby league since I was seven-year-old from Kunnamulla. I've been lucky enough to use my business background to parlay in to be in rugby league for the last 30-something years as a CEO. But at the end of the day, it's, it's about I love the game. I love what I'm doing. Yeah, that's the man who is now the interim CEO of the West Tigers. He will put his feet under the desk. No doubt he has started already, Sats. Shane Richardson, um, uh, you you worked with him at the Panthers. You played under his yep. leadership. Good operator. As a South Sydney fan, I want to thank him for doing his bit to give us uh, a premiership in 2014. And will history repeat itself Third time in a row. He's joining us now on Sports Day. Shane Richardson, congratulations on the appointment. Thanks very much, fellas. Appreciate it. Now, Richard, what is it about you? I mean, you're about to go into semi-retirement and, and all of a sudden the bat phone rings. And what is it with you and clubs <laughs> that need an SOS? Um, look, but I've had a few opportunities over the last few years. I never really, I mean, got out of South, but I just needed to have a break and, Started my company up, Rich Digital, with my son Brent, which has been really good and cathartic and loved it. But, uh, you know, I, I wasn't really interested in most other things because, I mean, the crucial thing about taking over clubs, you've got to have power and control to be able to do the things you need to do to turn things around. And uh, that starts at board level. So um, I would never have considered it um, in the past um, with, with West Tigers. But um, when they came to me and explained what they were going to do, and uh, I really only knew last, last, last Thursday, you know, it's a chance to take a team from the bottom to the top, a great club like West Tigers, and try and pick up the second premiership. Um, and, I, and I felt good about it. I spoke to my son and my family, and, uh, and I, I t- they want to... Uh, anyway, I told them I'd, I'd do it for interim six months and then see how we feel and, and go from there. But in that six months, I've got to, you know, the power to be able to make the changes and that needed to be done within the club to set it up for long term. Now, you've been in this position before. You've, of course, when you came from Brisbane with Lange to go to the Cronulla Sharks... They became financial, financially viable and minor premiers in 99. And then you go to Penrith in 2000, end of 2001, 2002, win a comp. You go to South and do the same. So 
when you weigh them all up, and I heard the press conference today, when you weigh them all up, you feel as though the West Tigers are in a, a much better position. What do you mean by that? Is that financially, oh, no commercially? Well, well, let's just have a look. at Cronulla was in liquidation when John and I went there. Mm. When they're on the bottom of the ladder in liquidation, and they didn't know they were going to survive for the next month. So, I mean, it's a different... And then, you know, in, in Hull and England, they were releg- in a relegation zone and, you know, bottom of the ladder and all the rest of it. So... Yeah, Penrith were wooden spooners. Never forget that. People do seem to forget that when we took over. And um, but but they had money, mate. At the end of the day, they had money. Uh, Cronulla never had money. South had no money when I went there. We had to go through the drama of you know revitalising the club through Russell's ownership, which was so important. We couldn't have done it without him. But when you go to West Tigers, mate, you got a situation with an enormously strong uh, leagues club, great training facility, a squad that needs to be built on, a quality young coach going forward. Um, Mate, there's not too many negatives. People seem to think there's negatives because they want a wooden spoon, but Saps, as you know as well as I do, that can change overnight. And uh, if the attitudes and ethos is right, and uh, I think I, I think there's a making of a good club there. Well, I love where you said you hate the word rebuild because so do I. Because you're not going to basically just strip no. the place back bare and start again. You've got some really good people that are in their mm-hmm. positions there. What so what is the the immediate focus, Richo? From a probably more so from a rugby league point of view, because that's where the fans look and they say. We want wins. So what's the immediate focus there? Yeah. Well, I think the first thing you've got to do, mate, you, you, to win games, you need a good coach. And, and you need to put systems around that coach that support him and make him feel comfortable to be able to do his job. And that's really, really important. And make sure that he's focusing on what he has to do and not involved with a whole lot of bushfires that happen around the club mm. um, that he needs to get involved with. And that's what I do, mate. I, you know, I'll, I'll allow Benji to do his job, be the coach he wants to be, make the decisions on the team. Certainly, as I said today, you know, tighten up what we do in recruitment, tighten the way we do recruitment, certainly tighten up leaks in the club and the bullshit that goes on with that. Um, just make things more like a real footy club. And then make Benji and the, and the squad have got to work towards, you know, uh, um, you know, winning games. And, and that's, you know, that's, I, can't, well, I can't do that for them. But what I can do is make job, Benji's job as easy as possible to be able to focus on doing the job. Richard, how important is, and I see that they appointed a, a role uh, around that general manager of, of rugby league role, how important is it for a CEO to, to have a, an astute general manager of rugby league that, that acts as a bit of a buffer to the, the football department? Well, one of the problems you've got, mate, and that's why I, when I went back to South the last time, when I went to the NRL to go back, I said, Russell, we, we need to set up a system where, like the American NFL and, and English soccer, where you've got somebody running the administration is really good at that. And then somebody running the football. I was a bit fortunate because I was good on both sides. I had football knowledge and I had it. But there's very few CEOs in the game has got that. So you've got to set up a structure where that football department can operate really cleanly without interference. And at the same time, you've got to have an engine on the other side producing the money. And they don't always cross over. Mm. Um, and I think that's one of the fallacies in the game today is that people are trying to make, you know, square pegs in round holes. And, uh, you know, and, and I, I think that... That's the crucial part about it. You've got to have a close look at it. The other thing people always forget, mate, is that, you know, really, if the word football club is at the front of it, it's not an accounting club. It's not a, a, a sponsorship club. It's not. A, it's, an, it's a football club. And the first thing you've got to focus in on making football successful. Yeah, yeah I love that. Mm. Hey, Richo, um, no doubt you've seen the report with the recommendations. Uh, can we ask how many things are on the list or how many are a priority for you? Mate, the answer is I have not seen the report. Uh, I knew of the, the, the uh, governance changes that have happened. Um, 
But I have not actually read the report yet, mate, so I'll read that um, and the KPI. Well, obviously, this is a big part of it, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go over that. I don't start till the 2nd of January, so I, I want to sort of get on to the things that I need to deal with straight away and, and let the board handle that at the moment. In saying that, Richo, seeing you haven't seen it, which is interesting, and, and it doesn't surprise me with you because you've been in this position not only in rugby league but in business as well. But have you got a bit of a management blueprint when you go into these situations yeah. that you just say, okay, I've got my checklist, I know what I've got to do? Yep. Yeah, I do, mate. I do have that. I mean, the first thing is I never go into a club you know, thinking about sacking people. I want to go into a club and see... Sometimes the people are, are, are much better at their jobs than people give them credit for. They're just the systems they've worked on that haven't been successful. So I don't bring my own people into clubs. Uh, maybe Langy and I are coaching boys on one or two occasions. Uh, but, the, uh, but as far as everything else goes, mate, I don't, I'm not going into the change. What I am going in there to do is to change systems around to make it workable, things that I know work properly, um, communication that I know works properly, control, you know, control and tightening of things and recruitment and everything else. I'm not about spending money. I'm, I always, I've got a great saying, and, and I mean it. I mean, you, you play just as well on rump steak as you do on fillet. So, and I think we've got a bit of fillet involved at the moment. We've just got to make sure we tighten it up and make it a really tasty rump. Now, <laughs> there's, a, there's a young man that's on the, and I heard your comments, and I love the way that, you, and how the high praise you gave to, to Jerome Lua. Not only as a rugby league player, but as a human being off the field and how important he is to a club. Now, you brought a, a young man who plays a lot like Jerome Luai and vice versa, Preston Campbell to the to the Panthers in two thousand three, and he was so important to our to the playing group. How important is Jerome getting him to the club in ensuring that this club tastes success sooner rather than later? Well, the first thing is, mate, you can't pull all the eggs in one basket. I mean, the Tigers have been ch- you know they've chased a lot of people over the period that I've been watching them without success. Um, but the crucial thing about Jerome Luau is that, is that you know. I just know the quality of human being he is and the quality of leader he is and, more importantly, the talent he is. So, yeah, of course it's important, mate. Everybody, if you haven't got a, spy, a strong spine, you can't win. It's simple as that. You've got to get a strong spine. We've got a great young kid coming through at fullback. Uh, Dewey's still out with that. I think Dewey's a really outstanding 5'8". I really do. Um, and But he's not going to be back until June next year. Um, you brought in Bud Sullivan. You know, he's got to prove himself in that half role. But, the, yeah, the bringing a luau, mate, really makes that spine look special. Um, and But, you know, at the end of the day, you do your best, you make the offers, and um, hopefully it comes along. But uh, I think that, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to... I would have John Jerome Luau in our club tomorrow, and I'll be doing everything I can to bring him to the club. You're not the only one. I think a lot of He's people... He's the most love... important part. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Um, we're chatting to Shane Richardson on Sports Day, the interim... I'll, g- C- I'll, give, you, I'll give you an exclusive this afternoon, too. Here's an exclusive for you. We'll take We've it. We've actually withdrawn our offer... We've withdrawn our offer from Adam Fanua Blake. Okay. Okay. And, and and why is that, Richo? Is that just based on the salary cap or is it more a bit of a research around the player? Oh, no. I know he's a great player. He's one of the top three front rows of the game. But, mate, you know, you know, we've got a really good – our forward pack's really strong and we can add for that through our young players coming through. And um, but, and we've got a really great young half coming through too, but and we don't want to seal that off. But, you know, I, I, we need flexibility in our cap to be able to do things that we need to do to make us stronger now. Um, and uh, and from that point of view, it's in my opinion and, and also Benji's opinion, because I wouldn't do it without Benji, it, you know, it's not anything to do with that. It's to, everything to do with where we need to focus our attention on. I love the way you just keep including Benji in all your conversations, Richard. Have you had a, have well, you had a, have, have you had a good chat to him at yeah, all? Yeah, I've had a really good... Well, 
I've had a really good chat with him this afternoon, and you know we, you know we like, you know we, I think we've got a good rapport straight away, and he knows what I what I think, and you know, and he, I know what he thinks, and uh, and uh, you know it, it's give man you can't you can't make at the end of the day, mate. Benji Marshall decides is, is the most important thing whether we win or lose on on Sundays, and so you can't bring players into the club that he doesn't want, or staff into the club that he doesn't want, or or whatever it is. He's got to have a say in what's going on, and certainly with players, mate. I, I'd never I've never brought a player into a club yet that that uh, the, the coach didn't want. Mm. I mean, we we have discussions and things about it and throw it back and forth, but when it gets down to the crunch and the coach says, "Look, mate, I don't want him." Well, then he's not going to come. So it's as simple as that. All right. Take it easy on the bunnies, could you, for us? Don't go too hard on them. Uh, <laughs> well, mate, I think the bunnies are specials to win it this year. I really do. I think, you know, I think last year was a bit of a hiccup, but they fixed the, the challenges and they brought, a, you know, probably one of the best players in the game into the club. And, you know, providing they keep well, I mean, they need to get some guru. The guru is involved the God who overlooks Penrith. It stops yeah. any injury happening to anybody. Oh, they no. need one of those clouds to come over uh, over south because <laughs> you know that, that the injury run last year was horrendous, and it was. I just cannot believe how often Penrith don't have injuries. Must mm. be that fresh mountain water sats. Is that <laughs> what it is? <laughs> as, as I they think call it's it? forty three degrees. Yeah, the European <laughs> doctor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Shane Richardson. I, I remember Gary used to say, "Oh, I used to, I used to say, Gary, I said, mate, there's a breeze coming." He said, "No way, don't wish that on it. Makes it hotter." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, good luck with the role, mate. We do appreciate your time. And Congratulations. We've, we've had so many fans contact us here at SEN, just so happy about the decisions that were made yesterday. And I tell you what, you've got some St. George fans nervous because they now think they're going to get the wooden spoon because the West Tigers are on the rise, Richo. Yeah, well, it's a look, mate. It's always a challenge, but uh, you, you play football to win, and uh, we'll be going out to win every game again next year. Absolutely, congratulations, and thanks for joining us on Sports Day, Richard. Thanks, thanks, mate. Bye bye. This is Off the Bench Summer Edition. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench Summer Edition. Last, what was it, Wednesday or Thursday? Uh, yep. By the way, we're here for World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. Um, we talked about the greatest mullets in world sport. And yep. we're talking all sports. And we're talking all mullets. Taro and Nikia. Yes, was there. Uh, Cam Smith, the golfer. Yep. Not the former rugby league star. Who else do we have in there? Oh, Nico Hines, the world's filthiest. Well, no. it's not really a mullet. That's it's, just a mop. That's just dirty hair. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Uh, this bloke was top of the list. Yep. Very good mullet. Indeed. Has he still got it? That's what I want to know. Let's find out. He's joining us now from the Mighty Bunnies. Actually, we're going to talk south. Jai Arrow joining us on Sports Day. G'day, Jai. Hey, boys. How you going? Good. You still got it? Have you still got the mullet? Uh, yes. It's uh, long, luscious, and um, <laughs> it's not enjoying the heat at the moment. It's... Um, been a bit of a burden in this heat down in Sydney, especially with those heat waves we've had. Um, it's been, yeah, look, it's been tough, but um, it's it's still looking pretty. Uh, I'm starting to starting to look like Joe Dirt more and more every day, boys. So, nice. Uh, yeah, I love it. Now, Joy, at any stage, have you had it in any sort of band or scrunchie? Oh, Confirm please. or deny? Oh, please no. 
Oh, I can confirm. Yesterday for the first time, um, being being um, in the hot box, uh, my hair's starting to really, my hair's starting to really Freeze. annoy me, Sat. So um, I had it tied up yesterday because it was um, it was going everywhere and. Oh, um, it was actually starting to piss me off. So I can confirm that I, I did have it tied up uh, yesterday. This is disappointing. Do you know what the this the, is really the kids in the orang roosters and burly bears are crying right now. They'd just be crying right now. But uh, I thought you were one of the hard men. But anyway, <laughs> let's move forward. Now, are you a player that loves preseason or loathes preseason? I think I know the answer to this. Maybe I don't. I'm a bit on the fence here, especially now that I'm now that I'm getting older and uh, wiser and probably less physically in, um, less physically, I suppose. What's the word? Um, yeah, it's it's my ninth preseason now, so it's really starting to get to me. But I do love what I do. It, it's something that I'm passionate about. Don't get me wrong, but um, in this heat, uh, it, it, it is really starting to get to me, boys. But I suppose I still pinch myself every day. I can't complain. I'm living out my dream. I play rugby league for a living, so I think I need to shut my mouth and uh, put my head down and tra- train my ass off to get myself right for round one. Yep. Which I is will... in Vegas just quietly. Which, oh, I know. Uh, I can't how, wait. How did you not? How did they pick Campbell Graham? Graham. Like. <laughs> yeah, good question. <laughs> I, um, I actually asked if. I actually asked if uh, Stretch needed moral support going over there because I'd already gone over there for a business trip in um, a October. Business. So I thought the club, I thought the club were going to uh, you know send me over there with him because they already knew that I'd been there and checked it out for yeah. him and checked out all the good gyms and um, all, all that kind of thing. So yeah, I was pretty baffled as to why they didn't send me, boys. Um, I'm I'm not salty one bit, but I reckon they could have used extra hands over there to to chauffeur the boys around and mm. um, to make it much more of a Vegas experience instead of um, you know them not knowing what to do. So I'm pretty pretty salty at that, to be honest. And um, whether the club trusts me or not, no no idea. But we'll just we'll go with that. Hey, yeah. Hey, I mean the whole rugby leagues world still scratches its head as to why Woods is there. Like no no one can work that out. Yeah. Well, it is what it is, mate. Um, Stretch is over there now. and I've actually I FaceTimed him when he was at the NFL. So um, he said he's enjoying his time over there. And also, I'm trying to do daily checkups with him. Um, I'm calling it Stretch's Diaries uh, every day he's in Vegas. So um, looking forward to Stretch's Diary um, today. I'm still waiting for a message, actually. So if you can get back to me, Stretch, that'd be great, mate. Very good. Hey, um, business in Vegas, Can you can you tell us more? Um, uh, so I, I know that we're, uh, heading maybe a couple of weeks before we play, but we're heading to San Diego for a, a 10, 11 day camp. So that'll be a great experience. I know we've got access to a college football, um, facility over there, which, which would be unreal. Apparently it's on the beach as well. So, um, we'll be, we'll be doing it tough over there. And then a couple of days before the, um, game then no doubts we'll head to Vegas and get settled in um, and then yeah it's go time on Saturday night I suppose and um, yeah, hopefully celebrate a good win and um, 
um, especially being round one, we want to get up to a good start as well. So um, I'm actually quite nervous for the boys who haven't been to Vegas yet. Um, it's been known to swallow people whole. And <laughs> I can tell you the first time I went there, I, I came back a, a broken man physically, mentally and financially. So I'm looking forward to seeing a few heads that are um, physically, mentally and financially broke after the, um, you know, hopefully after a good celebration, after a good win. Who are you nervous about most in the team? Yeah. Oh, Tell us, Duncan. Oh, that's a good question. Oh, yeah, it's, he's a young kid. He yeah. just recently come back from there, actually. So, um, you know, maybe he's sort of um, seasoned to it. But the ones at the top of my head, oh, Cody Walker, he's never been. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's never been. So I don't think he knows what to expect. So I'm looking forward to his head come when we leave. And I'm looking forward to taking photos of him, taking the piss out of him. <laughs> Oh, so good. So good. Now, um, saw Tommy Burgess and also Damien Cook. He's a beach sprinter. I don't know whether you knew that. And AJ, AJ um, of course, Alex Johnston on the screens with the Wiggles. Now, you didn't get a start in Vegas. How did you not get a start with the Wiggles? Oh, well, looking at those boys, I understand they've got kids. And, and Tommy Burgess, looking at that video, he was in his absolute element. So <laughs> I didn't really want to take anything away from those boys um, in the Wiggles. I don't know how I would have went. I don't know if I'm a you know, children performer um, yeah, as they are. But those boys having kids and uh, Tommy absolutely loving life, being with the Wiggles. I'll let those boys have that that little bit of fame and um, I'll, I'll just sit back, enjoy the videos, put them up on Instagram, take the piss out of them and, um, yeah, let them, I'll let them do that. Hey, so now just back to your, back to pre-season training. I mean, once upon a time, Joy, there was the 10K run, the 5K uh, run, the beat test, the phosphate yep. test. What's the big test now at training in pre-season? Uh, so our testing was the 1.2, mm-hmm. um, so 20, 40, 60 back five times. Um, so that's our sort of main test um, when we come back day one and um, you do another one, I think, a few weeks later as well to see where you're at and if you're progressing, I guess. And, and there's also another one, which is just a, a six-minute test, basically run around the field in, uh, for six minutes for as far as you can. So... They're the two testings that we've done this year, and um, the six-minute test was an absolute doozy. That um, that surprised everyone. So, uh, um, yeah, it's good to see they're throwing in a few more Ks in the legs and um, <laughs> surprising us with with longer runs. But um, I think those 10Ks and 5K sats are, are dead now. There's obviously a lot of science behind rugby league, and um, young kids are getting soft these days. So. <laughs> Um, we'll just stick to the 1.2 in the six-minute test. <laughs> Not a lot of people like having this, Jai, but do you guys have a fat club? So if you are, uh, I suppose we do have a fat club, but if your skin folds uh, over your target and your weight is over your target, you have to do a little bit of extra um, hot box. So the cardio room, the altitude room with the heater on, um, for an extra sort of half an hour when when told. So I guess we do have a fat club, but it's not like fat clubs that I've um, seen in the past, which is, you know, start at 6am every day in the altitude room and then have to 
go and do a full day's training. So um, the boys have got it, say, much, much better than I have seen, but it is still tough as well. I think this um, the pre-season for us has really ramped up this year, which is, um, you know, hopefully going to be good for us leading into the 24 season, um, especially with the way we finished the year last year. So, um, you know, hopefully a few more Ks in the legs throughout this pre-season will, will give us a, you know, a good run in leading into the 24 season, boys. So what do you make of the athlete? He's played 20 tests for the All Blacks. He's only 23, 24. Caleb Clark has been doing some training with you guys. He's a, he's a specimen, isn't he? Do you think he'd make the transition easily enough if he, if he had to? Yeah, physically he looks really good, doesn't he? Mm. Um, he's a beast of a bloke. And I have seen him vaguely play Union. Um, and the way he runs the ball, he, he seems like he's, he's got that, uh, you know, when Latrell carries the ball, he's got that, um, you know, uses people as speed bumps. Yeah. He's a big boy. He's athletic. He's fast. He's strong. And um, I, I think, I'm pretty sure speaking into it today, he's, contracts up next year I'm pretty sure with um, you know the All Blacks so he's only 24 years of age as well which is pretty scary so um, I'd love to see him play league I'd love to see him I suppose get the opportunity if he wanted to and I have no doubt that um, South, will, South will be keeping their eye on him um, especially how physically big and strong and powerful he is mm. Plays on the wing, 109, 110 oh, kilos. Oh, you'll probably end up with the Roosters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, before we let you go, uh, Joy, now that you're at the age you are, you know, you're 28 years of age and you've, you've been in the game a long time, what are the differences when you meet with the strength and conditioners and the performance crew, what are the sort of things that are touched on with you and your game? Even though you're, you're a veteran, you've been around a long time, what are the areas that you feel as though the feedback you get that you need to sort of improve on or – or continue just to polish up on? Uh, at the moment, for me, with the, I suppose, injury-ridden um, injury ridden year that I had this year, it's more about getting my body physically right and um, to prevent, I suppose, those injuries um, from happening. With the, with the footy parts of things, I suppose, if now that, you, you know, that I'm getting, um, you know, I suppose, on in my career and I'm starting to get older and um, I'd like to think wiser, but I don't know how much wiser I could possibly get, even though I've got a kid, you know, a, a kid, a bloody kid brain. But I, I think it's more the um, leading these younger boys, yeah. um, you know, and helping them with their game and, and just teaching them as much as I can to be, you know, to be a, a good person off the field as well as if they have questions that come to me to suppose mentor them and, and, and hopefully turn them into the best plays they possibly can be. And, um, you know, my, my role doesn't change on the field sets. I go out there week in and week out with my heart on my sleeve and uh, put my body on the line and, and, and play my role for the team as best I can. But I think for me now, it's more to, to teach these young boys that, um, you know, if you put your mind to things and you, you can, I suppose, you know, do anything with it and um, just to help them and hopefully transition them into first grade. And once I, once it's all said and done and I'm sitting down with my legs crossed, retired, um, <laughs> you know, to see those boys come through and be quality people and quality players as well. Beautiful. Joy Arrow, we always end a South Sydney interview with Glory Glory just to annoy the crap out of our Roosters uh, listeners tonight. Mate, what have we learned today, boys? We've learned that Cody Walker uh, is in danger 
when he goes to Vegas. Well, we, Vegas is a long. <laughs> Vegas is a lot different to a casino. Yeah, true. Okay, in northern yes. New South Wales. And the other thing. Yes, we, it is. And the other thing is, is that uh, Jairo is having issues with his hair mm. uh, at the moment and is putting it in a bun. That's what we've learned today. Yep. Thank exactly. you, Jai. We appreciate your time on Sports Day, mate. Go the bunnies in 2024, my friend. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Jai Arrow on Sports Day. This is Off the Bench Summer Edition. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench Summer Edition. Sats, Jace, and Daddy Vass, our producer, jumping in the studio. Do we have an intro for three burning no, questions? No, we don't. How come? Daddy? We just don't. Well, we should, though. Should we? Because it's a regular, yeah. Okay. Daddy? Yeah, I'll get one. Okay, good man. What would it good. Be, can you tell us right now, your creative mind, what would it, what would it sound like? <laughs> We're not laughing at that, by the way, but just you're putting yeah. him under the pump. Mm. Um, three, three, three. Uh, no, I'll come up with something. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Triple the knowledge. Three burning questions. There you go. Done. Writes itself. <laughs> Toolkit depot, tools, equipment, safety gear, and workwear. What's question number one? The producer behind Sports Day. Three that was, burning questions. That was creepy. That was really creepy. <laughs> um, sats. Yes. Yeah. Now. Don't need me to answer this. All right, I'll just take a step <laughs> no, back. He's no, a, no, he said sats. Because he's a Dallium judge. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Dodgy. <laughs> Are you happy with the Dallium point system at the moment? Um, yeah, I am. I think it's the best format we've had, which is two judges, three, two, one. Uh, both judges don't know who the other one is. I'm led to believe it's usually they try and get it to be one forward, one back. Um, sometimes there's journos involved as well as Dallium judges. Uh, so I like that we're starting to spread the points. I do think, however, if we're going to make the Dallium player of the year the player of the year, mm. I feel as though that if we can – Find some milestone points in the season. So let's just say uh, round 10 and round 20, for argument's sake. If you are leading the Dally M's at round 10, you get a bonus point. And there could be two or three players. If you're reading, leading the Dally M's at round 20, for argument's sake, you get, about, you get a bonus point. So I think, I think what it does do is it allows a player who has played the entire season and has been the most consistent... Um, the winner of the Dalian medal. I think it disadvantages mm-hmm. those who play representative football. Like Sean Johnson doesn't have to play, for an example, right? Yeah. He doesn't play origin. So, but Payne Haas, and we spoke about this yesterday off air. Yeah. Payne Haas, has he not won the Dalian? But he's disadvantaged because he's got to play origin. So he can't earn points from three games. I don't know about your idea of a bonus point. Mm-hmm. You're a judge. What do I know? But perhaps we suspend Dally M voting for three rounds the weeks that Origin are on. Yeah, I think the, there are – it averages out that players who miss – just say you play Origin on Wednesday night and your team's playing – played the weekend before and you couldn't play because you're in camp. But it averages out where you end up playing a game, if that makes sense. But, but they're resting them now. They are resting. A lot, a lot of them are resting them now in, in sort of round 27, the last round. Yeah, but they're also resting around Origin. That's the club's decision too, not not necessarily yeah. the player. Mm. I don't know. I just think it's unfair. Yeah. 
that again, how does Payne Haas not win the Dally M? Yeah, oh, I know. And he's been probably one of the most consistent players for the last couple of years as well. So, And the last two years, um, players who haven't played Origin have won the medal. Nico Hines last year. Yep. And uh, Ponga this year. Yeah, there has got to be a system around Origin players. Um, and whether it is suspending or whether you're allowed to earn Dally M points in an origin, not quite sure, but there has to be something Perhaps, that includes yeah. okay. origin players or separates origin from the process altogether. But I, d- I do feel as though that there is there is a, an opening there to try and give a bonus point to players. So I think Sean Johnson was the best player across the entire season last year, both he and Payne Haas. Payne Haas missed some games with injury, unfortunately. But I thought Sean Johnson was, where Kalen, don't get me wrong, is so exciting to watch – was out for a lot of the uh, a lot of weeks with um, a lot of the weeks with concussion yep. and injury. No fair call. Just had a barnstorming second half of the season. Wins the Dallium. Great to watch. He lit up our screens. But fair to say though, the Warriors and the Knights wouldn't have gotten to where they finished without those two players though. It's usually the way it plays out. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. yeah. All right, uh, Daddy, we're running out of time quickly. Yep. <laughs> Another two. Uh, on the back of the changes at the West Tigers, yeah. do they need a GM rugby league? Yes, 100%. GM of Rugby League. Yep. yep. Who? There's a gentleman who was a rugby league man. He, rugby union signed him many years ago. He went over and centralised, helped centralise the Irish Rugby Union a few or probably about seven or eight years ago. He's now come back to Australia. Yep. His name's Steve Anderson. Okay. He'd be your perfect general manager of rugby league. Rightio. Next question. Uh, number three, are you a fan of the NRL's Vegas marketing? Now, this ad, no mm. pads, no helmets. It's copped a bit of controversy. We all remember what happened in Adelaide earlier this year. I was the there. I saw, the, I saw the sign in the main street. Mm. Why is re- it copping controversy? Real footy, real footy, yeah, which is like an AFL sort hey, it's of. It's a bit of tongue in cheek. It is, yeah. It's guerrilla marketing, right? That's well, what, that's, you've got to be aggressive. It was sold out in the end, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, almost. Or, yeah, a or mm. few, few thousand seats. Mm. Um, oh, mate, what's, what's the controversy about it? Well, well they're saying no pads, no helmets. But you that's know, not taking the P one double five out of the NFL. That's just saying these blokes are tough, right? That's how I see it. Well, well you, you the, could read it as in you're saying that the NFL is soft. Nah, and also not at all. The, the NFL is not soft, is it, Sats? No, it's not. It's not. It's far from it. But in saying that, um, there's another angle that people are looking at. This is is that we're glorifying the no helmets, which means oh, there's head please. clashes. And, oh, please. And then after round one, this is, and I'm only just oh. some, some angles, reading on social media, which doesn't mean too much. Oh, but, these, yeah. but like if we're, if we're uh, promoting the game to have all this, this great collision and no helmets and then players get. HIA. Well, they have to face the judiciary after round round zero, round one, because they make do contact they, with the head. Do they face the judiciary at, say, Circus Circus? How good would that be? That'd be great. Yeah. I'd actually go out and whack someone just so I could stay in Vegas. Yeah. And you do and you do time in Vegas. They take your passport off you because you've committed a crime <laughs> on the field. I'll take four weeks. <laughs> I'm going to hang out with Candy, this old stripper. <laughs> Toolkit Depot, everything you need under one roof. Tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear in store and online. Thank you, Daddy Vass. This is Sports Day. This is Off the Bench Summer Edition. We'll be back soon. 
Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Tell you what, Satsy, it's going to be a big weekend of racing around Queensland. The man with all the news. Uh, what's gambling really costing you? Chris Nelson joins us now. Nelson, big weekend. Yes. Not, just, not just with horse racing, also the trots or harness racing. Yes, the standard breads uh, as uh, difference to the thoroughbreds. Uh, yeah, is that what they're night. called? Really? Yeah, standard breads they're called. Mm. They are. Um, there's a difference there somewhere in the breeding. And, I mean, if you look at it, they don't run any short races except for a series they run here at Redcliffe. All their runs are like 1,600 metres. All their, their races are 1,600 metres plus. So they are a different breed to the thoroughbreds. But going to be a big night, and I know you guys will be in the thick of it. We the will be. At Park. On Saturday, on Saturday night, the Inter-Dominion. Now, just take note, kicks off at 4.22 Queensland time. So what? an early start. Yeah, early start. You need to be there early, guys. You'll have to cut your golf short, Jace. So get there nice and early. Mm. And the big race, the Inter-Dominion pacing grand final goes off at 6.30 Queensland time. That's so really go. early, isn't it? Still light. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you'll be able to get stuck into the races at Ascot. That's Damien Oliver's final meeting. Keep in mind, too. So you'll be, uh, I know you, Jace, you'll be jumping all over W Pike. Yep. Mm. Um, but yeah, it'll be a good time. It'll be a great day out there and a great evening out there. So good steak forward at Albion Park. Great it is. steak. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we all, didn't we, we all went out for dinner one night, we three did. of us, and mm, it was, that was unbelievable. Yeah. Hey, yeah, did, the what, director's cut. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Hey, um, is this going to. Is this going to start the Inter-Dominion meeting? Is that going to start at the same time that they're still racing? Are they at Eagle Farm this weekend? Yeah. Well, the last race at Eagle Farm goes at 5.12. Right. So you'll get a couple of races in at Eagle Farm. 4.22, you'll get uh, the last two races at Eagle Farm. That's rare, isn't it, that well. you have the yeah. harness racing overlap with the, the Thoroughbreds day meeting? Very much so. Very much so. But it's good. It's good from a punting perspective. Yep. Rightio. Uh, where else are they racing this weekend? Uh, this weekend we race, of course, at Eagle Farm. And the features there are the Group 3 Grand Prix for the three-year-olds, the listed Gold Edition and the listed Loch Ney. Uh, back on the poly track at the Gold Coast, we race at Mackay up north. I think we'll be all systems go Mackay. Mm -hmm. I think the, uh, the rain's a lot further up than there. Uh, Toowoomba in the twilight zone, back to the Sunshine Coast on Sunday. And for the listeners out there in the country areas, some non-tab meetings. Chinchilla have their cup. Gladstone, maybe. Uh, Innisfail's already been pulled, so that's out, gone because of the weather. Uh, and Nanango, of course, on Saturday as well. So if you're heading to Innisfail, I wouldn't bother. Okay. Good. Guys, what about some tips? Some tips. Actually, there's a meeting at Cairns down for Tuesday. I would think that would be a definite no-no as well. So uh, tips. Race six, number seven, Shah of Goma. He draws a beautiful gate. He's a really good horse when he has a bit of luck go his way, and he should have plenty of it from there. So race six, number seven. Race eight, number nine, abounding. Uh, ran second to west of Dolby, the name of the horse last start. Uh, west of Dolby got up along the inside. Abounding had to come very wide. Reverse the runs, and I'm pretty sure you'd reverse the results. So we'll go with abounding this time. And one at a bit of value, guys. I know you'll be on track at Albion Park for race nine at Eagle Farm. Number five, Irish Songs at double figures. Have something small each way. Rightio. Nice. And, yeah, you're talking about Eagle Farm, those tips. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. It is a big night, Saturday night, for the Inter-Dominion. What's the first time it's been in, in Queensland in something like 20 years? Is that right, Nelson? Yeah, it's been a while, and of course, this will probably be the last. Well, it may not be. There's uh, there's some talk around, but it may be the last one we get at Albion Park because there obviously will be uh, some 
some happenings there and Albion Park won't be there forever because of the Olympics. So of course. if you haven't mm. been to an Inter-Dominion final, make sure you get out there because this might be your last chance. Well, the next Inter-Dominion could be at the Gabba. Wouldn't that be great? Uh, what's <laughs> gambling really costing you? Who knows? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Ask your mate Stephen Miles what he's going to do. Uh, that is it. <laughs> Enjoy your weekend, mate. You too, guys. See ya.